Eagles 48, Giants 22. Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And Justin, I kind of want to move off from this game. That's not the greatest mindset to have at the beginning of a podcast that people are invested to listen to, but I do. But we're going we're gonna to break down this whole game, um, and we'll talk some big picture stuff, because that's what happens when you get blown out by 26 points. Justin, you were at the game in the rain. How are you feeling? Hey, Bobby Skinner. Uh, you like my hat? You like my fedora? That's the correct name of it. I gotta, I gotta give you something different to look at. Um, in the midst of a blowout, a ton of where's fun your, stuff. Where's your monkey? Curious. Where's your monkey named George? Where's my monkey named George? I can get my dog named Mikey. Uh, there's a ton of fun stuff that happened today, man. I had a very fun day. I had a very, very fun day. We're that's gonna not, that's gonna that's gonna aggravate people starting no, off. A, I'm, a gonna, podcast I'm gonna where tell you the fun out. things that happened, and then we're gonna go in depth on all the fun things that happened to me during like our after hours portion of the show. A guy in a full-blown Eagle costume got the snot kicked out of him by state troopers. I have the full story of that, by the way. How is there no video of that? There was a Talking Giants listener, which I I didn't want to take out my phone. I didn't want to take out my I phone. I didn't say and, you, but how is there no video of that? Maybe there is a video out there, but uh, I just haven't come across that yet. But um, if so, if you know if there's video out there of this guy in a full-blown Eagle costume getting the snot kicked out of him by state troopers... Um, oh, again, we'll tell the full story afterwards. That was very fun to see. We have the full story. Somebody's witnessed it firsthand, so we're going to read that. Um, some schmuck got some credit for breaking the Saquon MRI news. I reunited with an old friend. Some people don't know who were stripping inside the stadium after the Giants scored their first touchdown. Uh, but this game was not fun. This game was not fun um, at all. But in all seriousness, what is like the one thing that we asked for? Heading into this year, right? What was the one thing that we asked for, Bobby? I don't know. What do you, what are you what are you referring a to? A meaningful game in December that maybe has playoff implications, and that's what we're getting next week. So uh, we have this game to talk about. That's kind of crappy, kind of shitty, but I'm genuinely excited for next Sunday night, and the fedora will now come off. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, all of our focus will turn to com- the Commanders and the Giants, obviously, too. But we knew coming into this game, Justin, that we were facing the best team in the NFL in the Eagles. Like, they are 12-1 and now, not on accident. Like, they are really, really good. And I think the Giants probably get outclassed when healthy. And they ha- were, you know, forget the, the early season injuries. Recently, you know, they've lost Adore, Xavier, Leonard Williams. Like, they're missing three like, key cogs on defense versus an offense that's been, you know, they're the number one scoring offense in the NFL. And then we're facing the number one passing defense in the NFL in this game. And then your best players didn't perform well in Saquon, Andrew Thomas, Julian Love. Dexter Lawrence didn't have a horrible game, but he didn't have a great game either. Um, you know, it just, the game spiraled out of control. You know, this this it was a very, a much talented team, much more talented team. We knew that going in. Um, and the Eagle, you know, like, this so just big picture like one defensively, like they have a, they're the number one passing defense. They get after the quarterback. You know if you get in a bad situation, they will make you pay. And then with their offense, they just have they have answers for everything. You know, and anytime you get a win, like you 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 land a punch on them, they come back and and get a nice swing at you the the following play. Like they just you know they had a fourth and seven touchdown. You know. Like it's it just going from fourth and seven, they have a touchdown. So they just had to answer for everything. And like, this is a game where this is the rare game where your defense gives up 48 points. And I don't have a single problem with the defensive coordinator. 
Like I, I really don't have a problem with what Wink Martindale did in this game. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll break down the defense a little later. But it's like they tried sitting back in zone and the first drive didn't work. And then after that, it was just like there's no matter what. we. So we said coming into this game, and I hate we're doing our defensive talking points or I'm doing mine, is like we spent so much time talking about their passing offense and how you could disrupt it. But then at the end, we're like, but if they just run the ball, like there's nothing you can do. And they ran the ball for 250 yards and eight and a half yards per carry. They ran the ball for 250 yards, and I feel like they barely even ran it in the first half because they were just letting Jalen Smith throw, 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 throw. Um, you know, there were deep attempts that some of them worked, like the fourth and seventh play, and then there was just a ton of throws where he was just throwing it underneath, and guys were open, and they got yards after the catch. So, um, you know, I think Sean O'Hara said after the game, and I saw Research Rick tweet this out, this was a game of all pros versus, like, just average Joes. Basically, I'm all Joes. No, what what was that? All Joes. All Joes versus all pros, and that's honestly kind of a a good way to put this game. You know, the Eagles have years of solid drafting. They have years of good roster decisions, and it's crazy how they've botched some of their bigger roster decisions. Like, you know, not really. You know, Jalen Rager. Everybody talks about Jalen Rager not landing on Jalen Rager in the first round, and you know, taking him over Justin Jefferson. And then lo and behold, they're they're still a very, very solid team. And throughout this entire year, for you know, we've said that there are three good teams in the NFL. It's been the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Eagles. And I think the Bengals and the Cowboys have kind of joined that tier of being like the five good teams that are in the NFL. And then the rest of the NFL teams are kind of just mid-average and maybe not that good. And the Giants have kind of been in that pack as the entire year has gone on. So Eagles are good. They have years of good drafting. They have years of doing good stuff uh, in the offseason. And the Giants do not have that. And the same, and so, like, the like one, we always, even when the Giants were winning, we knew there was some talent deficiencies. But it's it's not the same. Like, the injuries have kind of caught up to them. On Like, missing Adore is huge. We talked about how important he is. Like missing Xavier is huge. And then Leonard, like, the run game's already an issue. You know, like, the run game has essentially been this year, like, Leonard Williams or Dexter Lawrence make a run stop or it's a bad running run defense play. Yeah. And then you you lose one of those guys and it's damn near impossible to stop the run um, when you already were bad at it. But let's talk about the offense, Justin. And let's start with Saquon Barkley because, you know, the news coming into this that he got a, a neck injury in practice last week. You broke some news about an MRI. MRI. Going into this game, they said it was 50-50 and they took it up to the game plan. I'm sorry, but at this point of year, and especially playing this Eagles team, uh, you do have to have some type of like awareness of of you know the schedule. It's playing Saquon at 50-50 is not effective. It doesn't help the New York Giants, and it does not help Saquon Barkley. I don't think he should have played this game. Now, I don't think he took any big hits that hurt him, but I do not like the fact that he played in this game. If he was fifty, if it was a fifty-fifty decision, like the big reporter said, like Duggan said, then he shouldn't have played. Dude, this is this is where I'm at with Saquon, and it just sucks that again we're we're having this conversation where I feel like a lot of it isn't even his fault, but it's just where we are with him. It's very frustrating to have an offense built around a running back and not a running game. What do I mean by that? I don't mind if the Giants want to strive to be the Ravens, the 49ers, and Titans. More than one way to skin a cat, as they say. But every year of Saquon Barkley's career, besides 2018, we've said in some way, shape, or form, man, if he was only healthy here, if only the Giants had this or that or offensive linemen, right? 
it's enough, man. I, I've had enough. If this is a player that the Giants want to promote as a, fran- as a franchise player, he's got to be better, even if he is hurt. And this is why, like, I don't want to just bring up the 2018 draft, and I don't talk about it often, but this is why the 2018 draft, I'm in the stands of MetLife, and whoever I'm with, I'm still talking about the 2018 draft, because I feel like I'm living through Groundhog Day with Saquon Barkley. 2019, what did we say? Had that high ankle sprain, missed a few games, didn't look too good, finished the season strong. Oh, man, if only Saquon Barkley was healthy through that middle stretch of the season. 2020, we barely missed the playoffs. Oh, man, if Saquon Barkley was healthy this year. Torn ACL is tough. Don't really want to put that on him. But still, oh, man, if only Saquon Barkley was healthy. 2021, coming off the torn ACL. Oh, man, if only he was healthy. Can't wait for 2022. And now this year, with the same kind of injury scenarios and the same kind of excuses that we're making for him the second half of the year. I'm I'm not making some sort of proclamation on Saquon's future right now. The highs with Saquon Barkley are awesome. We're not seven and two without him. But the lows of him are killer, man, and it's costed this team over the years. That's yeah, it. and I, I actually think that's a great line you had today. I can't believe – did you steal that from somebody? The, what, it's it's frustrating the, having an offense built around a running back but not a running game? Yes, because that, no. that's actually that's that's actually a great line. Like that should be – people should be quote-tweeting that at Talking Giants and get retweeted at 900 likes in the morning because um, that's a great line. Because it's not all Saquon Barkley's fault right now. Like I'm, I'm not going to be mad at a person, at a player for being injured. One, two, the offensive line is not doing him any favors. But that is kind of the situation, like you said, where it's like, well, we still want to run the offense through Saquon Barkley. Well, it's not working, okay. And regardless of it's the O line's fault, the injury's fault, and Saquon historically does not perform well when he's banged up. Like no. you mentioned, 2019 last year wasn't banged up; it was just coming off the ACL. But still, like in a sense, playing somewhat hurt. And then this year, we've seen like the last six games, he's went over four yards per carry once, and that was against the Texans, whose run defense was like was it? I think it's the worst de- run defense in the NFL. Like right, the Texans. The Texans are just like the worst team in the NFL. And, and but Gary I think Brightwell, they had the worst run defense in the NFL by like thirty yards per game. Yeah. and that was and that was four and a half yards per carry on thirty five carries in that game. The last four games, Daniel Jones has more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. And can I tell you something else, too? Gary Brightwell has more runs of 10-plus yards than Saquon Barkley since the Houston Texans game if you remove the final drive of the first half against Washington. If you keep the final drive of the Washington game in, Gary Brightwell has three runs of 10 plus oh, you're yards. Talking about the, you're talking about the running back draws on yes, the, the I'm draw plays about the back draws. last week at halftime? Okay. Yeah. Gary Brightwell and Saquon Barkley, if you include the final drive of the first half against Washington last week, Gary Brightwell and Saquon Barkley have the same amount of runs of 10 plus yards since the Texans game. And Saquon just didn't belong on the field today. Like you saw it on those goal line carries. The dude, like he was, like he basically just like fell over. You know, and he looked hesitant behind the line. And he's looked hesitant behind the Still line. Still can't finish. break a tackle. <laughs> yeah. Like he's, again, like you meant, you brought up the stats last week. It's gotten worse. Um, you know, and I think that's where your line about, you know, build, you know, running an offense behind a running back and not a running game is problematic for yeah. the Giants, the Giants offense right now. And it's not um, his fault. It's not his fault that Dave Gettleman and, you know, TBD on what Joe Shane does. It's not his fault that Dave Gettleman didn't build up this offensive line. It's not his fault. But 
Are we going to finally be in year six and year seven of Saquon Barkley when we know the shelf life of running backs are limited in the NFL? And how many touches has this guy gotten over the span of his career? Year six, year seven. All right, offensive line's fixed, and now we have to pay him? Like, I'm willing to wait and see how he finishes the year and how this Giants, you know, playoff push goes. And next week, next week's game is going to be a big game again, right? But these things matter. And the excuses at the end of the day, it's similar with a guy like Daniel Jones. Well, why are you guys not talking about Jones? It's similar with Daniel Jones. When the contract is up and the money needs to talk, the excuses kind of have to stop. Yeah, and Daniel Jones has actually been fairly consistent this year. Right, Saquon hasn't been. Um, And, like, he's averaging 4.3 yards per carry on the season, not just recently. Four point, like, that's, that's, like... He played behind really bad offensive lines in 2018 and 2019, where he had some stinkers in 2019, and he still yeah. averaged 4.8 yards per carry. Um, you know, like that's that's like you know 15th, 16th yeah. of the league of the of the backs who get like a, a you know the the majority of their carries. Yeah, again, the um, highs the highs are awesome, man. The highs of Saquon Barkley are best running back in the NFL, but the lows of Saquon Barkley is what the the whispers that we were having last year of saying, is Devontae Booker like better than Saquon? Those are the lows of Saquon Barkley, and that shouldn't be. That just should, shouldn't happen. Well, and here's ways that I think Saquon Barkley can be helped. And this is this let's turn this into the passing game Daniel Jones conversation. Is we've been saying it, and I don't think it makes much of a difference if they do more in this game because the Eagles were just a better team. No. But you know what it does matter? Last week. You know what it's going to matter again? Next, Next week. week. The week after that. Let this offense have some drop back passing. Because remember, those are all, did those offensive lines suck in 2018 and 2019? Yeah. But they were both top 20 in scoring, which, you know, with the with those personnels, aren't really that bad. And Saquon Barkley was at his best. Now, I don't think Saquon's the same like ta- like you mentioned tackle breaker that he was in those years but dr- like having a dr- you know running through a drop back passing offense is better for this offense it is better for this offense and you say in a game in this in a game like this where DJ had 160 passing yards oh that doesn't prove anything you know there were sacks in this game well I went and charted it Justin on first down and second down dr- just straight drop back passing so that means no play action no screen and then taking away like the third downs where teams can just pin like pin their ears back, especially the Eagles, and they know like they have to get to this line or it's a failed play. You know, we're on first down, you can take a four yard check down and it's and it's a and it's a, a successful play somewhat. So on first and second straight dropbacks, there's 15 plays. DJ was 10 of 13, 125 yards, 9.6 yards per attempt, a sack, and a rush for two yards. On third down play action screen, there were 16 plays, so another a little over half. 8 of 14, 44 yards, 3.1 yards per attempt, 3 sacks, 1 rush, and 6 yards. So the play action, which at one point was working very well and helping with the O-line, is now actually making the offensive line. Like, Andrew Thomas is sack. Teams know to just not play the play action like tough. Like, don't crash the backside. In fact, the backside is taught is being taught for when you're playing the Giants now. Just rush at the quarterback. Anytime they're running away from you, rush at the quarterback because they're going to yep. try and boot off of it. We saw we, that on Daniel Jones. Six. Daniel Jones was able to get rid of the ball well and get it to Gary Brightwell for one of the catches that he had. I mean, that 
that edge rusher was not staying disciplined. He was just going right for Daniel Jones, and it was you know credit to Jones for getting that. For that getting wasn't that an easy out. play like that, like that. You yeah. know that, that you know, and then you had the second and six where they did that. They booted to the left, and then it's a negative one yard pass to Richie James, and you have third and seven. Um, so it's just this isn't even like to me like much about like oh they're failing Daniel Jones. This is more just like. The offense is going to be better with more drop back passing. And I think this is a perfect example where they didn't throw it deep on these except for one. Um, that drop back passing doesn't mean throwing the ball 25, you know, 50 yards down no. the field. No. It just allows, it gives you options to throw the ball quick, shorter. Like if, if anything, it helps you throw the ball shorter and it be successful. And they when they work sh- quick game out of the shotgun and did the straight drop back passing, it was way more successful than anything else they did on offense consistently now consistently now the drop back passing on first and second down is much better than anything else they do on offense okay if this was uh seven seven eight weeks ago fine get into that play action run the ball but teams they know what you like to get into out of play action you're not running the ball well this is the way to do it this is this is the way again i don't think it beats the eagles if they do this more often but it will beat the commanders if you do this more often i feel like i'm going nuts man I mean, we, we've been saying the same things for a couple of years now, and I understand going crazy about it with other coaching staffs, but dude, this is Brian Dable, Mike Kafka. We're giving them credit in the beginning of the year for adapting and adapting to your personnel. And these pass happy guys are now running the ball. And now, I mean, it, we're not even just saying to throw the ball for the sake of throwing. And I know you, I know you, you're, you know, you, you sound like, you know, Mr. Analytics right now with throwing the ball in early downs. You're saying this because it's working like that. That's why I think you're promoting this. Like usually sometimes I will say throw the ball on early downs for the sake of throwing the ball on early downs and setting up the run. We've been talking about this the last couple of weeks, not just for the sake of it and because it's different than running the ball. We've been talking about it because it's working. Yeah. Do what works. I'm a big fan of do what works. So if yes. that means to run the ball 40 times, run the ball 40 awesome. times. Like I went like, so I went into that Texas game, Texans game, like you got to run the rock, run the rock. And they end up getting a win out of it, but it's like, do what works. And we've seen consistently that letting Daniel Jones throw the ball in early downs is what makes the Giants score points. It, it's it's it is yep. what leads to points is letting Daniel Jones throw the ball in early downs. That doesn't mean you have to you know say he's the franchise quarterback, but that is what is going to help the Giants get into the playoffs. Like if yeah. this coaching staff wants to get into the playoffs, that's how they're going to do it. Yeah, and, because and quick, a banged up Saquon is not is not going to carry you. And the quick passing helps the O line, which a lot of people were like, well, they can't they can't throw the ball because they don't have receivers. They can't throw the ball because they don't have all O line. I mean, we saw certain elements at times of the quick passing game, like there was a slant or a mini post that they ran up the middle to Isaiah Hodgins. That uh, I think it was Hodgins, where yeah. Jones kind of threw it through a couple defenders. Thought it was a pretty solid throw. Um, so I mean, it, it's not easy, but I, again, I. I would trust that Dable and Kafka, especially from where they came from, the Chiefs, and I understand the Giants roster is not the Chiefs, they're not the Bills, but these are minds that came from places where early down efficiency, setting up the the run by throwing on early downs, getting into third and shorts, that was the foundation, or avoiding third down, that was the foundation of the Chiefs. It's the foundation of the Bills. That's how they're successful, by avoiding third down and early down efficiency. And this year, this staff, and they have the opportunity. Their, their early down efficiency is there when they commit to throwing the ball, but they just haven't fully done it yet. Tough. Yeah, so 
again, we're, we're not asking for, like you said, we're not asking for the Chiefs or Bills offense, but drop back passing is what's going to help the Giants yeah. offense score points. That's it's just as simple yeah, we're as not, And again, we're not advocating for something that hasn't worked. When they have done it, it has worked. So you can't tell us, oh, Justin, they don't, Bobby, they don't have an O-line, they don't have receivers. Yeah, you're totally right. But when they have done it, it has worked. And it's not just a this game thing. It's a trend of the last couple of weeks. Yep. Um, other notes on offense that you may have. Andrew uh, Thomas sack on first down play action. O-line. <laughs> when Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas are allowing sacks the first series of the game, it's like, oh, could it be one of those days? Yeah. I think that's <laughs> – I don't know what ha- – like he just – I don't know. That's beat. like – that's. But it's like that's not a rep that Thomas loses, you know. It's he got beat with speed, which like doesn't happen. I, and I get well, so there it was play action, and the pass rusher didn't play the play run at all. So I, I kind of get that, but it's like Thomas can tell by like the first three steps by a pass rusher, like oh he's not playing the run. I need to get back, and he just got beat around the corner. Yeah. Who was was that was that was, it was Sweat? It was Josh. It was Josh Sweat. I, I yeah, mean, I thought Josh it was. Sweat. I thought it was Hassan Reddick because I'm like, oh, Hassan Reddick, maybe he's quick, he's fast. And I was told by an Eagles fan behind me after I screamed, who the hell is Josh Sweat? Uh, I was told no, by him good. that, yeah, I was told by him that that sweat is good. But I was very frustrated but Thomas in the moment. Still, that's, Thomas shouldn't give that up. Like, that's, yeah, I was, this, I was that's frustrated not in the pa- moment. That's not Micah Parsons. Like, that, you shouldn't give that up. Yeah, man. Um, still awards, but you shouldn't give that up, Thomas. Um. Other uh, garbage time offensive talking point notes. Richie James, three garbage time touchdowns in four games. Like, this guy is a garbage – he really is a garbage time superstar. Good for him. I'm very, very happy for – also, my favorite thing about Richie James, if there's like a third and 16, third and 17, you know he's about to get a 12, 13-yard catch and almost get that first down. Oh, yeah. You I, know that's coming. I think – once the season's over, maybe I'll do it this week. I'm gonna go look at every Richie James catch and be like, "Was this was this short of the sticks on third down, or was this in garbage time?" And it's gonna be like, <laughs> or was 80, this a garbage time touchdown? It's gonna be like ninety percent of his yards and touched and all that's, of his touchdowns. That's crazy. Also, I mean, I'm I, I I'm, I'm gonna admit I wasn't like watching Nick Gates, but I think the I think all of these offensive linemen had bad plays at some point or another. I just feel bad for Nick Gates that they just can't play him at a spot and he can't get settled anywhere. Yeah, there. So there was some good, like that Gary Brightwell run was like that was Nick Gates. Like he gave a sack at the end of the either the last drive or the second to last drive. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean he's he needs to be at center regardless, but he's you know these two fronts have been like he's been the best out of the three uh, on the inside, which yeah. isn't saying much, but he he belongs at center at the end of the day. Um, do you have anything else on the offense? No. We actually spent a good amount of time on them. Oh, gosh. Big burp. I just had Justin, where did you go to eat after the game? I went to eat at the Candlewick Diner. Who catered our beautiful tailgate last weekend? That would happen to be the Candlewick Diner in East Rutherford, New Jersey, located five minutes away from MetLife Stadium. Located a mile up the road from MetLife Stadium. This was there. They are truly the best. And I, you, when you said you were going to eat at Candlewick after, I was like, I was a little jealous. Like, I want to go mm-hmm. have some dinner at Candlewick Diner. And guess uh, what? I went on game day. I mentioned talking giants, and I got a free dessert. How about that? That's 
That's awesome. So you can do that? You can go to Candlewick Diner and mention Talking Giants on game day and get a free dessert? <laughs> it's a good possibility. It's the perfect spot for your pregame breakfast or postgame dinner on drinks. They have a full-service bar, in-house bakery, and free delivery. Free delivery, wow, in New Jersey. In this economy, extensive menu from breakfast to burgers to steaks to pasta. I think I had the pasta last time I was there. I think I had penne. Julian, you had something weird, Julian. Hey, how are you, What did you have? Nice to join. Nice of you to join us. I had the gnocchi bolognese, and it was the best gnocchi bolognese I've ever had. Isn't that French? French, Italian. It was delicious. That's French? You've gone... To Paris before, and Candlewick yes. Diner was the best gnocchi you ever had. And that is accurate, actually. And wow. I had gnocchi bolognese when I was in Paris last. <laughs> Candlewick the, Diner clears, as the kids say. They they really are the best. Like they are. There's like what Bobby? What sponsor do you like talking about the most on the podcast? It's easily Candlewick Diner. Um, so check out the Candlewick Diner in East Rutherford, New Jersey, for all your diner favorites. I have an announcement. Uh, January 1st, I want to make this a tradition. So January 1st against the Colts. After the game, we will be, uh, I, I hope Snacks and I, and I, that's when I, why, when I say we, I mean Snacks and I, uh, we will be going to the Candlewick Diner and we will be celebrating the end of the, the end of the Giants home season. Um, I will be creating an RSVP link somehow. So I will tweet that out soon. If you can attend that would be great. Um, I kind of want to give Manny a head count and a heads up about how many people we're going to have. Um, and that's that. So January 1st, we're going to go to the Candlewick Diner after the game. It's a tradition that we did last year, and I want to continue it this year. And it's a free meal. You don't have to pay for it. John Boy Media is paying for it. So free meal at the Candlewick Diner to celebrate the end of the Giants season January 1st. Free meal. Wow. Yeah. How about that? How about that? You're going to get a lot of people there. We're going to send Jumbo Media a huge bill. I paid for it last year. Snacks and I paid for it last year. I'm not Why doing don't you just make year. people pay for their own meal? No, disagree. I, I, We want to thank our listeners. And this is the way that we do it. All right. How about that? Um, On on the defensive side, thank you, Candlebook. You'll be glad you did. Um, They score touchdowns on six out of ten drives, two field goals on the other ones. Um. I actually got like I usually don't get into long like debates, but people are like like because we came in this game playing press man. This playing press and aggressive was the way to go against them. And if you lose, you lose. But that was the way to go against them. Because look, the first drive of the game, Jalen they they sat back in zone. Jalen Hurts was eight of eight, seventy three yards, and they score they score a touchdown on a long drive. Like that's what this is not. This is not last year's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is much better than last year. The Eagles are much better. Like, this is not last year's Jalen Hurts. Like, if you sit back in zone, he will tear your ass up, and he will make it look easy. Like, he's very good now. He's not the same quarterback that he was in past years. Bobby, you're you're telling me that Nick McLeod, Cordell Flott, and Fabian Moreau had a hard time covering A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith? Is that what you're telling me? Well, that's the thing is people are like, well, you shouldn't put those guys in man coverage. It's like, well, you put them in zone, they're going to be even worse. What it's do you want be, them to it's, do? <laughs> it's just going to be easy. Like, you're going to make it easy. And th- so after that first drive, when they they got more aggressive and started playing more man coverage, Justin, Hertz went 13 of 23, 144 yards, like, you know, 6.2 yards per attempt, which isn't horrible, but it's not like, oh, he killed us, you know? And after, like, and he went three of 11 on throws over 10 yards. Now, two of those three turned into touchdowns. Um, but one of them shouldn't have been. Like, Julian Love, like, 
screwed us on one of those. Okay? Like, th- that that's... I meant to say at the beginning of the podcast. Maybe I did. Like, that sequence of, like, fourth and seven. We should have a stop. Julian Love just totally whiffs. Thinks he has an intercept. Like, I don't know what Julian Love's thoughts were on that. But that takes a game from the Giants getting the ball at midfield down 7-0 to now the game is 14-0. Then the Giants punt the ball, and James Gillian just dro- literally just drops the ball. James? Jamie Gillian. Yeah. We he talk just about drops special the teams. ball, and then they have... Yeah, we'll talk about special teams at some point in this podcast. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying you got the punter's name wrong, which is a very clear indicator of how often we talk well, about special Well, if his name's teams. Jamie, his actual name is James, so oh, I got his okay. name right. Oh, okay. And then... AJ Brown beats Nick McLeod on a on a double move, and the score is tw- like the score goes from seven zero. The chance of the Giants getting the ball at midfield down seven zero goes to twenty one zero in a series of eight plays. Like 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 that like that uh, you know, that that that's I don't think the Giants win this game regardless. But that's when the game got out of hand, um, you know. And then like we said, they just ran the ball like, you know, they they ran the ball 30, 34 times. 254 yards, four touchdowns, literally eight and a half yards per carry. Like, like there's they, no they co- only... there's no coaching that's going to stop that unless you like like they this defense it was just out talented. There was there was there was nothing Wink Martindale could have done differently to make this game better. How many rushing attempts did they have in total? Uh, thirty one. They only 30, ran the ball 30, 30, 30, 30, Sorry. They only ran the ball 10 times in the first half. Um, eight of them were Miles Sanders carries, and I think two of them two of them were – one was maybe a Hurts scramble and then a read option, but Jalen Hurts threw the ball for 24 times in the first half. I mean, they were throwing, 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 because you know, it was there. I mean, especially especially the underneath stuff. So. Oh, and by the way, if the Giants um, – if Julian Love just knocks that ball down – the Giants would have got it, gotten the kick of field goal if they got the same amount of yards that they got in the following drive. So just wanted to throw that in there too. Did Julian Love I, – I, I like saw this – I didn't write down like the thought that I had in the moment. Ju- did Julian Love fall like behind Devontae Smith where he fell like with the end zone was behind him? Or did no, he in fall- front of him. He was in front of him. He just totally – like he – he thought the ball was going to be overthrown, and he like tried the breadbasket interception and just ran right in front of Devontae Smith. He catches it, and it's like, it's like he ran through a ghost. Yeah, that it was, was like funny. I couldn't believe that that was Julian Love. <laughs> like when that happened, play. it was a blur. I was like, oh, that was Jason Pinnock. Like that was definitely Jason Pinnock screwing <laughs> no. up. It's like no, it's, it's Julian Love, like the Mister Reliable, like the guy, you know, Mister essentially Mister Fundamentals on the defense. Which he, it does, it does go to show, like Julian Love has not had a lot of opportunities in his career where he's. Like playing, like half like half field responsibilities like that. We haven't seen like Julian Love really break on a football like that a ton. You want to know whose responsibility that is? Xavier McKinney. Xavier McKinney. It kind of reminded me of the the Raiders interception that he had last year, and didn't he have a similar interception against Jalen Hurts last year? Yeah, and life? you know who would be covering Devontae Smith most likely? Adoree Jackson. Adoree Jackson. How about that? Um, it is crazy how those two things. One being coaching coach's fault, one being not coach's fault, just player's fault. Two things that very could have easily been prevented. It is yeah, the, very the two crazy. most avoidable injuries of the year are Xavier McKinney and Adoree Jackson. And it's changed the season in the worst of ways. Um but back to them running the ball. 
I mean, Jalen Smith just sucks. Like, he's so bad, dude. Like, he he either, like, totally misses Carl re- Banks tweeted that he balled out today. Yeah. Uh, okay. Maybe I got to go. Maybe I got to go watch the tape on that. But, like, so Tay Crowder came in when Michael McFadden got injured. And Jason Kelsey pulls and, like, blocks Tay Crowder. And people are like, see? You shouldn't want Tay Crowder playing over Jalen Smith. I was like, do you see Jalen Smith literally running away from the play on this? And I was like, and Tay Crowder has to play two gaps. What is he supposed to do? Um, like Carl, Banks, Carl Banks said, Jalen Smith's game today is why I fell in blue heart with him. That means love. He was balling. What? Wow. Yeah. That's what he said. I, okay, well, I'll give Carl credit because he is a linebacker and knows football. Like, I'm going to be watching Jalen Smith in this game to rewatch. But I was there were so many times where I was like, Jalen Smith gets blocked on this. Jalen Smith gets blocked on this. Um, Disagree, bold out. I like, if we had Carl. a better Mike linebacker, I think people would actually like Micah McFadden somewhat. But it's like, our Mike linebacker sucks. Yeah. So it's like, Michael McFadden never gets appreciated for the plays he does make. Yeah, I'm telling you, I mean, I... I don't know if Dar- Darian Beavers is probably not the answer at Mike linebacker, but I think he would be a better Mike linebacker than Jalen Smith and Tay Crowder. Maybe we've we've talked we've gone back and forth on this a few times, and I'm I'm kind of pl- I'm planting my flag in the ground. You, you know, yeah, was, but I don't think good I don't think Darian Beavers would be some like 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 solution. No, no, I I literally just started out my sentence by saying that Darian Beavers is probably not an answer at Mike linebacker, but we would feel better. We would feel better about him at that spot than Jalen Smith and Tate Crowder. So, injuries. Injuries to, I like... I mean, I'd feel better about cutting my finger off than cutting my leg off, but... Oh, excuse me? It still um, sucks. Speaking of, speaking of injuries... I, I, and yeah, dis- I shouldn't be slandering Dan Beavers. You guys never no, played an on. NFL snap. Come on. S- speaking of injuries and disappointments in uh, our, our draft classes, uh, Ellerson Smith had a hilarious game today. Hilarious. Explain. Special teams talk. Ready for it? People have been asking about it and craving for it. Um, Ellerson Smith, biggest play of his NFL career so far. Two years. How many games has he played? Wow. Two years gets a blocked punt. Huge. Eventually leads into a Giants touchdown. Giants score. Eagles get the ball back. You want to know what's funny? Guess who misses a tackle on that Boston Scott kick return? Oh, Ellerson Smith. Julian, do you want to guess? Definitely Ellerson Smith. Oh, wow. Both of you are so correct. So that's the funny part about Ellerson Smith's uh, best game of his career. He uh, helped the Giants get seven points, and then he helped give the Eagles points as well. So that was funny. I have two more defensive notes. It is fun. Like, I don't, I, I can't analyze special teams, but it's like, how does Thomas McGahee continue to just survive coaching staffs? Yeah, I mean, it's I, it's becoming the new Tom Quinn, where Tom Quinn survived Tom Coughlin, he survived Ben McAdoo, and then he kind of still hung around. It's no, basically he, like nice guys who, like, you can't totally, like, John Mara he, doesn't know how to quantify how good they are or not, just end up getting keeping jobs. He hung around, he was in he was in Patriots camp with Joe Judge, so he stayed, he was like the assistant special teams coach. And Tom Quinn was bad at his job for, like, a decade. <laughs> yeah. Thomas Begay, he's been bad at it for like one or two years. Yeah. You got eight more years left of uh, Thomas Begay, Giants fan. Just hold on. Other defensive notes. Aziz Ojolari is just like good. Now, so Kayvon didn't like have good. any stats in this game, 
but he which did, is very frustrating. But he created plays. Like that Aziz Ojolari sack in the red zone, like that was essentially a Kayvon sack. The Ryder Anderson play was made uh, sack was made because of Kayvon Thibodeau. But Aziz Ojolari, he had two sacks, two tackles for loss, and two QB hits in this game. The last three games that Aziz Ojolari has played have created uh uh, essentially like 21 points for the offense. Like mm. the Bears strip sack, right? The strip sack last week versus the Commanders. And then that sack at the goal line leads to a block punt and then a touchdown for the Giants. Like he, like Aziz Ojolari is playing well and he's taking a next step. And I don't care if sometimes he's winning versus tight ends. Like he's he's winning. Um, And he's he's been like, it sucks that he hasn't played this whole year because I think he would be like a 10 plus sack guy if he played this whole year. I mean, he's yeah. got four sacks in four games. Very awesome. Again, it just my my brain just goes back to sucks that he's not around for the full year. Like it's crazy how these last two draft classes how hurt they are. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Bellinger got hurt too on that play where yes. like it was like a third and six and DJ was getting tackled and threw it to him and he just got smacked in the ribs. Um, which that is like we cannot come on, Daniel Bellinger, stay healthy, please. Um so we'll see how he looks with you know through the river. He ended up coming back in the game, so maybe that's a little hopeful. Um, but then ends up winning again. Um, won't you talk about Manscaped for a second? Yes, I'm going to talk about Manscaped. I have two more defensive notes um, that I do want to touch on. Then we have a lot of a lot of topics to talk about. Basically, after the the recap is over. Tis the season for clean balls. Fa la 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 la. Our friends at Manscaped are helping you clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. Door, bumper, clear. NASCAR coming back in February. From stocking stuffers to white elephants, Manscaped's products are the top of every wish list with this year's white elephant gift. And help all the men in your life. You gotta go to Manscaped. Save 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash giants. Manscaped, they are a one-stop shop for all your holiday needs. They have the perfect gift in the Platinum Package 4.0 plus loads. Is that a ball joke? Of little presents, perfect for stocking stuffers. They have shampoos, body washes, upstairs and downstairs deodorant, gels, exfoliants, and more. They have so many products, it's overwhelming. They care about your health Guys, they do. Save 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash giants. That's right, 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash giants. Manscaped, oh god, here we go. <clears throat> A perfect gift that will be the holiday's biggest hit. Thanks to Manscaped, you'll be glad you did. You'll be glad you did. What are your other defense? I'm trying to think. So, like, I, I just wanted to point out once again, like, after they stopped playing that zone in the first drive of the game, Jalen Hurts, 13 to 23, 144 yards, three for 11, targeting, you know, over, you know, on passes over 10 yards. Um, you know, what Wink does is the way to beat the Eagles, but our players suck. So it didn't really, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, especially when they could just run the ball like they did. Yeah. yeah I mean, oh, and Boston some... Scott. Boston Scott gets another mm. freaking touchdown against us. That is so frustrating. Like, you just knew it. Like, I don't know if you were watching at that point, but it was just like, oh, God, here it comes. They handed the ball off, like, 20-yard run. Here it comes. Here it comes. So now Boston Scott has 16 career touchdowns, nine versus the Giants, a touchdown in all the seven games versus the Giants. It's, it's he, he continues. It's like, it's, like, it's, at first it was like a joke, and it's just not a joke anymore. It's like, every time we play the Eagles, Boston Scott plays his best game of the season. The last two years, I've taken him in the second round of a fantasy draft, and... 
I mean, Danny didn't look at me like I had two heads, but I think the last year, the last two years, you've looked at me like I've had two heads. I mean, you're th- the okay, but you picked him over. Oh, Actually, no, yeah. Devontae Smith. You're gonna... But Isaiah, your third round pick had more points than him. It's a lot of touchdown. And he it was, was like also, the most garbage of garbage time touchdowns, too. He don't, was don't also care. most effective in punt return. But I have a question. Are there any non-quarterbacks that you can think of that have owned a team as much as Boston Scott has? No. I mean, Doug Analytics said he's like one of the only like he's like one of like four players ever that like averaged more than a touchdown per game versus the Giants. And maybe one of those games, he's actually been the leading running back going into the game. Like he's always the backup, and he always in 2019 he was, and then like he had. It's not even just like some like like today was garbage time. Like he had that crazy game winner on Thursday Night Football in 2020. He had three times. Like he killed him on. And remember that second the game we won in 2020. It was like uh oh, Boston Scott like broke one off for 50 and got it within one score. It's like uh oh, here we go. Um, but he also did have the fumble last year at the end of the game, so. He's not been all perfect against us. I'm back in fantasy. So you're back. losing. You're still in second place. I went from being like 60 points down and now I'm five points back. You went from 30 to five. I'm just saying in general throughout the last couple of weeks, you dismissed my fantasy team. You said, it'll be a miracle if Justin wins this week. I did. It was a, I it won. truly was a miracle. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Miracles happen now. So. They do. They do. All right, here are my last two defensive notes. Uh, I want to give props to Ryder Anderson for getting his first career sack. That was awesome. And Zion Gilbert, great day for the UDFA class. Yeah, so congratulations, Ryder Anderson. We, Ryder actually reason- made a couple plays, too. It wasn't just that sack that Kayvon created. There was a reason why we screamed your name at Giant Training Camp is because we saw promise in you. You weren't just a totally random, ambiguous player. No doubt, and don't never forget the Andrew Thomas interview episode. Speaking yeah. of random Giants players, Jake Carlock tweeted at me this week, like, I got a good Saw feeling that. about the Giants. I was like, dude, was I was wrong. in love with you back in the day. He was wrong. Um, and also, Henry Mundo <laughs> got his first start, and he went to a Jesuit high school, and I went to a Jesuit high school as well. Ryder Anderson. I'm team Ryder Anderson. Like, Ryder Anderson made some plays today. He has, like, good... like. I think Ryder Anderson, especially with Leo out, should kind of be in that rotation, which he was yeah. today. Uh, I think he had a tackle for a loss, like a QB hit. Like he he made some good plays, and he's just got good. He's got long arms. Like he gets in the chest of D line or O lineman and just extends. Like there actually is some. He he puts good plays on film for as little yeah. as that he's played. Um, happy for him. So, and, and what's your last defensive note? That's it. I said my two: Ryder Anderson and Henry Henry Mundo. Oh, okay, I forgot Henry Mundo was one. Two very um, big parts of the game today: Henry Mundo and Ryder Anderson against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's Henry, the mund- mundane Mundo. Uh, so let's let's talk about this fight. And I like there has yeah. to be some video out there. Someone's got to have the video of this. Okay, so John Foyer messaged me on Twitter, and I'm going to read you paragraph by paragraph. <clears throat> I'll let you know when I'm at the end of a paragraph, and then if you want to comment, you can. Justin, I witnessed that fight. That was the first line. The f- Look at this. You could just see this message on, on Twitter. It's, we're, we're in for a story here. Justin, I witnessed that fight. When I saw that pop up on my phone, I got so excited. It all stemmed from a member of their party being too drunk to get in. They wouldn't let that person in. 
So the four Eagles fans were turned away. The guy in the Eagles costume, there was a guy in a full-blown Eagles costume. Like, it was brown and white and everything. Everything. Like, full-blown Eagles costume. They wouldn't let that person in, so the four fans were turned away. The guy in the Eagle costume got super pissed and told the drunk person to focus, get her up, which is definitely something Snacks would yell at somebody if in that if he was in that situation because the drunk lady kept falling over and couldn't stand straight they leaned her up against an suv while the rest of the group argued we good end of the first paragraph so is this like a paid tailgate or just like some random one no this was right outside of the gate to get in this was not a paid tailgate maybe they were at a paid tailgate but not not from what i they were like just in the middle of the parking lot right by the gate to get in a security guard went over to try and help the eagle co- uh, oh hold on a security guard went over to try and help and the eagle costume guy shoved him security guard fought back but fell on his back and the eagle costume guy punched him and kicked him on the ground a state trooper went over to handle the situation the eagle costume guy sprinted away into the ground just this guy in a full blown eagle costume sprints away gets away he is gone he is out of sight Three more state troopers and a bunch of other security guards, guards come over now to get statements, investigate, etc. Then out of nowhere, from the top rope, the Eagle costume guy swoops back in, runs back at the original security guard, and punches him. And then the troopers intervened. Then the Eagle guy punched two state troopers. <laughs> After that, he was on the ground. One of the other members of their party was chirping at a Giants fan. Blah, 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 blah. I eventually walk in. And I see this, and this guy in an eagle suit, there's about 10 state troopers that are on top of him. Then a security guard comes in. His arm is hanging out. I see the security guard stepping, stomping on his arm. I'm like, this is an insane situation. And that is one of the more insane things that I've ever seen at a football game at Giant Stadium slash MetLife in many years that I've been going to a game. A guy in an eagle costume getting the shit kicked out of him by state troopers. That would be like the most viral video of all time. So there's no there's no video of it because if there was any video of that, that would be that would be the most viral video of the day. Like Eagles fan, it plays into the stereotype in an Eagles costume, getting like like fighting cops. Like that is that is that that should got away. The dude got away. You know, th- remember those back. remember those state troopers that came up to us in the van in training camp? Oh yeah, and we thought that we were in trouble. Yeah, it's funny. You you see how like my instincts kick in. Like the cop pulled up and I asked me like run out. Like what's the what's up? And then he's like, <laughs> big fan. I'm like, oh okay. Like oh okay. I was like, I could put my guard down. Like if you're listening, probably not the pod you're gonna listen to. Let us like give. We'll 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 put you on like the the voice like oh 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 you know like the the voice that hides your identity and we'll oh, we'll yeah. have you know anonymous state trooper breaks it down on the mailbag pod. Perfect. Um. Two more losses in Talking Giants preview pods basically turn into that. So we got to win mm. versus the Commanders on Sunday night. Um, um, do we want to? Do we want to touch on? I mean, it really it wasn't that great, but I d- I did break news. Oh yeah, and can, so I told the story a little bit on the on the the preview stream. To, can we tell you about like how we try and scratch people's backs and they just never do anything with it? Can we tell how that happened? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to say who I tried to send the information to, but yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. 
We've consistently, anytime <clears throat> we break news, we usually send it to like certain like people to like, hey, like we want to scratch your back, hook it, hook you know, hook you up with like a lead, and they just never do anything. And they it's like, and then it's like the next day they're having the quote tweet us, be like first on the scoop. And there's also some people that didn't credit you for the Saquon MRI news. That's okay. Pat Leonard and Jordan Ronan didn't. That's okay. Um, Ryan Dunleavy and Dan I responded Duggan did. to Jordan with the. I watched Pineapple Express again this weekend, and just oh, the yeah? opening scene of, of just is always very funny. So I responded to him with that. Fantastic. Yeah, so I knew on Friday, <clears throat> like I knew when it, when Saquon Barkley was getting the MRI when he was on his, I don't exactly know the full timeline, but I knew on Friday and I messaged a member of the media and I said, hey, this is, this is happening. Now, I don't blame this member of the media. Now, you as a, I think you, you're a different story. I'm just going to put it out there. You're a different story if you message somebody saying, hey, this happened. You're, you're a little bit bigger than me, you know, you know, whatever, and, you know, more of a following. So I I get it maybe why this member of the media didn't fully didn't fully trust me. Um, but I mean I said it. And I mean they have every right to they have more connections than I do, so they have every right to look more into it. Yeah, we're not asking that, them to just tweet it as fact, but ask. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to give a little bit of a heads up and then by the time that Saturday night comes rolling around and Saquon Barkley's status is becoming in doubt, I'm like, man. I go back and forth because I didn't want to just tweet out that Saquon Barkley got an MRI because people would panic. And I don't want I didn't want that. I didn't I didn't feel the need to get a million clicks and a million likes to tweet that Saquon Barkley had an MRI just so people can panic and say, oh, he's not playing. Because guys get MRIs all the time. Like even when, you know, just to make sure that nothing is like structurally wrong with you and structurally wrong, wrong with his neck. And I knew that he, I knew that he injured it in practice. It wasn't like he, you know, it's it, like a shoulder that maybe he did like against like in the green Bay game. Right. He did this in practice and it was stinging him and it was bothering him. So I knew that he got an MRI Friday. I didn't know what the results were. So I was going back and forth, especially when Saturday night comes. I'm like, I think I just got to tweet this out. I think I just got it. So especially when stuff was talking about, Oh, I think his status is 50, 50. I said, hey, he got an MRI. I don't know the results. It could be precautionary, but it's worth noting. And then and then I find the funniest thing, Bobby. Sal Palantino, who is an ESPN reporter Palantonio. for the Eagles. Jeez, man. Whatever. He's like a, whatever. He's been around forever. Sal Palantonio. Sal Palantoni. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the Sopranos or whatever? Um tw- so th- Pat Leonard didn't just report himself that Saquon Barkley had an MRI. He reported that somebody else reported that Saquon Barkley had an MRI on Friday. And then the funniest thing is that Sal was the one who reported that Saquon Barkley was active. And I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Um, so but thank you to, but thank you yeah, to Ryan. Was, and yeah, that's the funny thing, too, is like the one who confirmed it for them, also not a Giants beat reporter. Correct. Yeah. The one who said that Saquon Barkley was playing, not a Giants reporter. So, and then the one who, re- then the one who confirmed what I said the night before that Saquon Barkley got an MRI, not a Giants reporter. I know we're friendly with them, but could maybe a talking Giants listener make the the what does he even do mean, um, and change it to what does they even do mean, and just put like cutouts of all the pictures of the beat reporters. Like, so anytime like a national writer reports like Giants news before they do, and then they all quote tweet it, and like I can confirm. Just be like, what do they even do? I don't know. Well, the only I thing, I hate doing media so clowns, but it's like the, all, the only thing they do, 
Duggan breaks some news sometimes. I'll give him credit. And Jordan sometimes too. But it's like all they do is confirm and quote tweet like Tom Pelaroso or Ian Rappaport. And then when an unpopular move ha- happens with the fan base, they act like they knew it was going to happen the whole time. And yeah, you should have expected this. Um, so it was right. it was a rush this morning, though. Like when that when I saw that Pat Leonard said that, oh, Sal says that Saquon Barkley got an MRI. That was a big rush of like, boom. It's a ver- it's it's a fun feeling. Breaking news is correct. Like, it's it is actually like exhilarating. Like it's I don't know why. Um, I think it's just like no matter how right you know you are, it's like, what if three people lied to me? And uh-huh. it's, and, <laughs> and it's and it's that, but. And that's why we don't like even the only time we break news is like when it literally falls into our lap. And we're like, oh, okay, I right. guess we'll break this news. Yeah, I think so I, I was a source for you one time of one of your one of your news breaks. Was it the Tony in Jersey? Yeah, because I remember I told you that, and you're like, yeah, I heard that too. But now you're the third person to tell me, so I can actually. Well, and then it. you showed me screenshots of a message, and I was like, okay, we can go with this. Yeah. Um. No, you you showed me the day because we talked around the pod, and then you showed me the day after, and I was like, "Screw it, I'll just tweet this." And I didn't think people would really care that much, and it got it got you. That was the Tony and Trick Camp. Oh, that's we, right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, broke yeah. Isaiah Wilson. Uh, I think that's it, right? I know you, you try and claim credit for the Wink thing, but you you didn't. You got to you got to yeah, put your I, balls I tweeted out for it. I tweeted out Wink Martindale may or may not have an interview with the Giants tomorrow. Yeah, you got to put your balls on the line. <laughs> I know, man. That's that's why like this was big for me because usually I. You know, usually I kind of chicken out, you know, uh, what I did with Joe Shane is the day that Dave Gettleman retired, I had my Joe Shane preview video out. You know, that that wasn't a coincidence. I'll just tell you that. Um, yeah, there you go. I have one next, more. Next story. time we get news, we should have Danny King break it. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I have one more story. Whole, uh, light, Maybe we'll see something. Story. Oh, and I broke the uh, who was that wide receiver that played DB for us in the preseason? Something Cole. Keenan think, Cole, was it Keenan Cole? I don't think Probably his first not. name was Keenan. Probably not. But I was just like, I was like, gets he I, when he got cut. I I asked one of the reporters, I was like, can you find this out for me and give it to me? And because I was like, I want to tweet out, it's a cold world when he gets cut. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think so that's that, a that, it's that, not a goal of ours every year that we want to tweet out a random Giants player. Well, we almost lied cut. about Nico Lelos that one year, and remember, I, I we were like, should we just lie and just say no. that Nico Lelos is cut? But it's like, you know what? What if Nico Le- like? And we're just like, you know what? Let's not. And then did he so. did he wind up staying? Oh, and John Halapia, we got that. Oh yeah, he signed with the 49ers. Which that Julian helped with that too. Yes. And then yeah, I just asked him guy. straight up. I just asked him straight up. I was like, did you sign with the 49ers? He's like, yeah. I was like, can I tweet it? He's like, yeah. Okay, cool. It's a good source. The, um, the source itself. Yeah, I guess you're not supposed to tell those things. All right, let's end this freaking episode. Wait, you, I have one more story. All right, yeah. This quick episode after a blowout that we said we were I have one more do. story. Well, I mean, it's been a lot of fun, fun conversation. We spent a lot of time about an eagle getting the shit kicked out of, you know, the shit kicked out of itself. Um, I reunited with an old friend. Her name is Kendall. Um, her son is a Talking Giants listener, I found out today. Didn't even say hi to me. How old is her son? Like 16. Oh, okay. So I said message. I, I told him to message the talk, whatever message, Talking Giants, whatever. And I said that I'm going to get him a free shirt. So I, ho- I hope he does that. But he didn't say hi to me. So maybe he doesn't even like, like us or something. But Kendall, 
who is an Eagles fan. Her or son's he's embarrassed a by his fan. mom being like, he's a big fan of you guys. That could be it, too. That could be it. I sat next to Kendall, and I have been sitting next to Kendall for om- almost every Eagles-Giants home game for the last, basically, like, over a decade. And we discovered that we sat next to each other during the Miracle of the Meadowlands in 2010. One of my favorite stories that I've told, and I've told this on Bleeding Blue, is that I, I've i never had a drink spilled on me at a Giants game until Miracle in the Meadowlands 2010, and we discovered that Kendall was the one who spilled her drink on me. And we had a nice moment together, and I said, I cannot wait to see you next year. Word up. Word up. I knew you would have no response to that. <laughs> um, we'll be back Wednesday for a mailbag. Um, dude, I, I'm, re- I'm ready for the Commander's preview at this point. Let's though. do it. Let's win. I'm so excited. Um, all right. So we will see you guys on Wednesday for a mailbag pod. O-Line Report, film review, all that good stuff. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm going to try and get a guess on the O-Line Report because no one's going to. Actually, no, I'm not going to. Whatever. All right. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. You guys just see how my head like spins. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. We appreciate you. Until then, let's go big blue.